Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottage Core Life. Today, we're going to continue to talk about poisons, but we're going to go even darker today. And when I say darker, I mean things that make you shiver in the night when it's dark outside. Not darker as in things that are dark are bad, and there is a distinction there. As a matter of fact, ironically, this particular plant isn't dark at all. So open up your big book of stuff this Halloween season because we're going to talk about something very scary indeed. A garden visitor, if you will, that while welcomed due to its flowers, brings death on its leaves and blossoms. What am I talking about? I'm talking about a seriously dangerous plant. So open up your big book of stuff and turn to the section on poisons. Let's get started. As you walk through your garden and immediately look around, taking notice of the volunteer plants that have come up during the summer, you may find that you see plants that you didn't plant, we call those volunteers, or sometimes invader plants. But this particular plant is hard to miss. It gets up there about maybe to your hip at first when you first notice it. And then you notice also, let's not say notice again, uh, you observe that it has beautiful blossoms later on. But you don't know what it is because you know you didn't plant it, but it's absolutely striking. And you say to yourself, well, this is a beautiful plant. I should put it inside. You want to cut pieces off this little uh, shrubby looking thing and make it your friend. And you're like, this is great. I need to have this everywhere because it's an ornamental plant. And then you realize that, well, wait a minute. There has to be something about this plant. So you look into your guidebook to try to figure out what plant it is. And to your horror, you realize that you have white snake root. Now remember how I am always stressing that I'm not an herbalist, not a certified one, I'm not a certified, certified naturalist, I'm not a certified naturopath, and I'm not a medical doctor. It's important for you to know that. But I read a lot, and I'm around people who are those things. So, I want to point out how important, yet again, it is to know the Latin names of plants before you start ingesting them or using them. In this particular case, this plant has a secret identity. It has a former name and a current name that happens sometimes. They change names. Well, actually, the botanists change names and they decide that one name isn't as cool to really get the full descriptors and the full families of a plant and they change it to what they think is more appropriate. The old name of white snake root was Eupatoria Rugosum, the 
That's not what it is anymore. The new name is Algaritina Altissima. So that's a big difference. And it's important to know what it is you're looking at. Because the change in name can change everything. And if you don't identify the right thing, you might think something else can substitute for what you don't have. And just because it was in the Eupatoria family does not mean you substitute this for bone set because you will die. If you knew how dangerous this plant was, you'd be shaking in your boots or your galoshes or your sandals or whatever it is you use when you're gardening on your feet. And I'm using shaking for a reason, although more aptly I should be saying trembling. Why? Because if you get poisoned by white snake root, snake root then you will get something called the trembles. And although it sounds like it's not very serious, the trembles or a milk sickness in human which is different than livestock livestock get the trembles but you know how we are we don't call things the same thing between humans and animals but it is called milk sickness in humans and it is rumored to be what was the cause of death for Abraham Lincoln's mother Now, if the previous Latin name sounds familiar, there's a reason. It is formerly of the same family as Boneset. You remember that. Boneset, which is different than Breakbone, but we'll talk about that another day. Or Bone Knit, which is another thing. Because Breakbone is a fever and Bone Knit is a curative from a plant. But moving on, and you know that would be, remember... Or did we do an episode on that? I don't think we talked about comfrey. We'll talk about that again later in another episode. But no, it is related to bone set as well as Joe Pye weed. Joe Pye weed is an, 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 like a name, J-O-E-P-Y-E. So how bad is milk sickness? How bad is it? Well, not only do you have the probability of dying if not given treatment, it's a very bad way to die. You, there's vomiting, there's trembling, convulsions. I mean, even coma. It's just awful. So, you know, it's a good thing that it was identified. And do you know how it was identified? Did the, the, the settlers just automatically use the scientific method, method and find out? How about native tech? Indigenous knowledge is what helped the settlers and everyone else not only identify what the sickness was, but where it came from. And I'm going to get into who it was that taught what the sickness was and how she knew. But I want to stress again that 
even though it was used by nations that have been here for centuries and thousands and millennia, even though it was used in medicinal ways as well as poisonous ways, that doesn't mean you use it. So don't even touch it if you don't know what you're doing because some of those alcohols in there contain that poison in the stems and the leaves that could get you very, very ill. So don't run around just grabbing things and trying to propagate things without reading up on it and being taught about it, okay? So let's get into who it was that taught the settlers what was going on with that plant. You see, I don't have her name, but it was a Shawnee woman. Now listen, I'm quoting what I've researched. I don't really think that they would call her Auntie Shawnee. I I really don't think that's true. I think it's a situation where people didn't want to record her name to give her credit. Or, you know, and that's why I think it's been lost to time. But that's what they're saying they called her. And the person that she gave the knowledge of why people were getting sick from milk sickness and animals were getting to travel, trembles. That woman's name was Anna Pierce. And at that time, she was trained as a midwife and a nurse. But in current day, some people are accrediting her and saying that with all of her training and research, it would be better to basically honor her as calling her a doctor. More authoritative people in those fields than I can ascertain whether that is correct or not. I'm just giving you the information. Do what it what you will. Now it's this time of year that you really have to watch out uh, maybe a little bit earlier for some parts of the United States in North America, specifically Michigan, because I'm in Michigan and maybe a little later in different parts of the state because what you're looking at, well actually it's really cold so maybe not now, but the reason I'm bringing it out is because a lot of people are going out foraging right now. They've been foraging blossoms for weeks and they think they know what they're getting and most of the time they do, sometimes they don't. And just remember that white snake root has like these little white button-like flowers and they're really pretty, they come in clusters. And the leaves are pretty distinctive because they have a round base and they're opposite each other. They're pretty, butterflies like them, it's getting cold for them right now, and bees like them, they like them a lot. So you might be tempted to, you know, be close to them because of taking flowers, uh, pictures, and. Them in this particular plant growing next to other plants that are also uh, really out there this time of year you won't you know you won't have a hard time finding it if it's in the area because it usually will grow where the goldenrod might grow so you'll find it so I'm not just throwing this episode out here this time seriously but let's continue for this plant in Latin and because I know how human nature is 
I know that if you find these names in old journals or manuals and someone's written them down, if people have records where they've smudged uh, the writing or the writing has become obfuscated, especially handwritten documents, it's quite possible that someone who hasn't listened to this podcast may find a reference to Eupatorium and think that they're talking about boneset because the rest of the record is smudged as far as which plant they're talking about. And then you having listened to this would look for the letter R and think, well, see, it's, it's not that plant. But I'm going to give you something even more frightening. And that is the fact that there are actually three names for this plant. The third name being uh, Eupatorium articifolium, or that's a lot. That's a lot to say. That's a lot to say. But again, it's it's kind of scary because you won't see the letter R, and you'll think that it's something that it's not. Maybe I'm not saying you will. I'm not saying they will. But it's a possibility. That's why it's so important to not just rely on names, not just rely on visual, not just rely on what someone told you, but to learn everything about a plant before you use it. Now you're probably wondering, if this plant is absolutely awful, why would anyone use it for any reason? Why not just stamp it out and exterminate it? Well, there's reasons. Remember, not a certified herbalist, not a medical doctor. So, when I tell you about remedies, they're not advice, they're not medical advice at all. But I do know this, it used to be used in a poultice to help treat snake bite, hence snake root. But again, I'm not telling you what to do because I am not a doctor and I would never tell anyone what to do in that kind of regard, especially with life and death on the line. So keep that in mind. In addition to that, it did have medicinal uses beyond those, but I'm not going to get into them because I don't want to encourage reckless behavior. I trust you. We're friends. We're friends, right? So I don't encourage my friends to take risks that could harm them. So why, other than it being around Halloween, am I talking about this plant? Well, I'll tell you. I have seen people make mistakes that can be very dangerous. And my biggest fear is that someone will go out and try to gather bone set and actually gather white snake root. And true enough, they should be able to tell the difference, but should and two quarters will get you a gumball. Should means nothing. It really comes down to they need to take the time to be taught, take a field guide. If they're in doubt, leave it alone. Don't touch it. If you don't know what it is, don't pick it. I want my friends to stay stay safe and we are friends right we are and in this case I need to speak to you as plainly as I can when it comes to eupatoriums 
And when it comes to alliums, be extra careful because it's too easy to get a quick plant picked and a quick deadly prescription. Don't do that. So, as we have come to the end of this episode, I highly recommend that you get a field guide for yourself and for a friend for the holidays that are coming up. I want to make sure all my friends are with me next year. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to seeing you here next time on my Magical Cottagecore Life.